every time to like get the deep fright out. Like it's like a little. Your your what? I'm like churning it like butter, bro. Don't make me repeat it. I'm trying to. <laughs> You're cranking it. Yeah, like Soldier Boy, man. Come on. Indiana Jones be like, now watch me whip. Watch me nay nay. Okay. Now watch me whip, whip, watch me nay nay. And welcome back to Zillennial Canon. I'm Adam. I'm Kira. <laughs> Kira's and... pretending to be displeased right now, but she signed off on that before we did it. No, I think it's so funny. I literally think it's hilarious. Um, yeah, you cannot tell, but she she thinks it's no great. notes. This is a this is an audio an audio medium. Uh, I'm really just smiling and laughing. You just can't hear it. Listen, I am. <clears throat> that wasn't me. It was Doctor Jones. <laughs> do you think? Listen. How do you think Harrison Ford would feel about that? If I showed it to him, I think he would punch me. In I the think face. he would say, "Buddy, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about," and My, walk away. It's so amazing how like mad he is at everything. At everything, like I love it. It's so nice. Listen, like I, I love him so much. Um. <laughs> This is a big week for me. Uh, yeah. And next week, too. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, so I, yeah, I mean, I did just complete a uh, full watch through of the Indiana Jones series. Um, Including Dial of Destiny. The new one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, what, that comes out next Friday, right? Or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I forgot. It's too many movies this summer. Um, yeah. So, like, I... Well, okay, I didn't rewatch Raiders, because I've seen it, like, a billion times, and I saw it in theaters last summer. But I did watch, like, all the sequels this past month, which has been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I do feel like it's... Uh, I, I'm very well-equipped to be here this evening. I feel like I'm... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I... Uh, I, 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 it's been all building up to this, and also I feel like out of you all the movies, the text. I, I did study the text. I uh, uh, the archaeology of it all. Like I, I, w- I was dusting it off and reading between the lines mm-hmm. and deciphering what it means. Um, <clears throat> I also feel like everything that we have on the docket, this is probably one of the ones that you have often said. Like I can't wait until we cover that one uh, the most often. Yes. It's true, and we've been waiting for the sequel to come out, like, the fifth one to come out to cover Mm -hmm. this, because this one has been in the works since 2016. Mm. Um, It's been a long time coming. (laughs) Yeah, and and just, I mean, honestly, just like Crystal Skull, it's been, like, through many stages of development. It's been, I mean, I'm sure we'll get, like, more information after Dial of Destiny comes out um, about, like, what all it used to be because there's like a point in time where like spielberg was gonna make it and like uh yeah you know like it's been many different things um but uh but crystal skull was also many different things for um a lot of a lot of time and i mean this was like 2008 i believe right yeah 2000 Mm -hmm. um 
And this was like early days for like internet of us. Like, had you seen any other Indiana Jones movies before you saw this movie? Oh, of course. Okay. Because I know people like my yeah. age that like saw this movie before they saw any other Indiana Jones movies, which I don't think is a bad thing inherently. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, I don't know, not to be like, I'm different, but like, you know how, I don't know, like, yes, I grew up on Star Wars, obviously, but I feel like Indiana Jones was literally like the most important thing to me as a child, um, still is to this day, like I had like more Indiana Jones toys than, like I was just like raised on Indiana Jones, I know that sounds like weird, but like, you know, I don't know. Like, I was a big Harry Potter kid. I was a big Star Wars kid, but Indiana Jones above all else. And it made it difficult to relate to my peers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. Like, I, um, Indiana Jones is like one of those weird things where, like, it was revitalized so much later than Star Wars was because I feel like Star Wars was so prominent in our culture because of the prequels. Uh, like, mm-hmm. cause we had them like really throughout predominantly most of our like elementary school years, I would say, you know, but we didn't get this until like, I mean, I left fifth grade in 2009. So I get this at the like end of my like elementary school, like tenure for lack of a better word. And um, I, uh, but I mean, I had always loved Indiana Jones. Um, I was telling Victoria about this, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. But um, the Scholastic Book Fair check. I remember one of the very like first things I ever bought at the Scholastic Book Fair, other than like picture books, like when I was in kindergarten. Like I believe in like second grade, I bought a, a, a it was like literally a boxed set of Indiana Jones books, and it was like the um. It was like the novelizations of the first three movies. And I believe there were also like spinoff books. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, like there was like Indiana Jones and like the uh, Dial of Crystal, whatever, like just some fanfic <laughs> bullshit. Like, um, but I do remember like reading a bunch of Indiana Jones books when I was a kid. I remember always like, um, like I read like the temple of doom book so often and like i just like i don't know i like i'll always have fond memories of that because like i would like love i loved the movies when i was a kid but like there was something about having those books that like i could like watch the movies in my head at like school so like i remember for like a majority of like second and third grade like i would always like have those books on standby um in addition to of course this movie coming out before we even get into the movie i want to talk about like the marketing of this movie and like just like Mm -hmm. when it came out like the cultural like landscape because this was 2008 you know it was like the year of like kung fu panda and like iron man and the dark knight um you know a lot of big movies when you like put it into context of like iron man yeah i feel like my whole life has passed me by you know. Dude, this movie came out like a <laughs> week. If I'm not mistaken, it came out a week after um, the second Narnia movie. And a week before Kung Fu Panda, if I'm not mistaken. So if you want to like put it in those like regards, um, like it's 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 yeah. a weird cultural like I feel like I saw someone on Letterboxd say this and I thought it was really clever that um this movie came out at a time like almost like at the cusp of IP 
because like mm-hmm. I think 2008 is kind of considered a year that like IP based cinema was born between like The Dark Knight and Iron Man and all that shit. Um, like I mean, 2008 is the year that the MCU was born, you know. And then here's like Spielberg doing this, you know, which is just like a very traditional, even like borderline hokey Indiana Jones movie. Um, and uh, but yeah, like I just remember like. I, like, I do remember maybe the most jarring thing is that like, there were, like, Nickelodeon ads for this movie. There were, like, Cartoon Network TV spots for this movie. Like, I remember, like, the very, like, crazy marketing campaign. You, we were talking about it before. Dr. Pepper had a tie-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Listen, as a Dr. Pepper girl, nothing has ever been more on brand for me. <laughs> Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I very well could be, but I feel like there was like a um yeah, I'm reading it now. I was gonna say I thought there was a Burger King tie-in for this movie, and there was. There was a Burger King tie-in. because uh, I believe so so. Yeah. Um, because I believe I remember getting either a Happy Meal toy or, or not Happy Meal, what's it called? Kids meal there. Um Yeah, it's like different um oh, it's like the different traps from each movie, so it's like there's like the boulder and then there's like mutt williams and then there's like the uh like the the rail or like the uh, minecart scene from temple of doom that's actually pretty cool um so yeah i remember all that um m&m snickers lunchables i do remember like getting lunchables that summer and like having like fucking indiana jones on there um yeah this movie Mm -hmm. had a crazy marketing campaign um but nothing i think will compare to that of the Lego tie-ins for this movie, which I oh, remember yeah. having that like, was, dude, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember having like three different Lego sets. Like I, I do remember having like the Jungle Chase Lego set. Like it came with Spalco and the two Jeeps. Um, I remember I had like a Mutt Williams one where it was just him and his motorcycle, and I think Indy came with it too. Um, and then there was like another, I can't remember what the third one I had was. Um, but I had like, yeah, I had three different Lego sets. Um, no, I had a Lego set from, um, uh, last crusade. It was the motorcycle from last crusade. It was, um, him and his father on the, like, uh, with the sidecar. I had that Lego set. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, yeah, you make a good point. The Lego sets and the birth of IP. I think around this time is when all of the Indiana Jones Lego sets came out. Yeah, and the game like from, maybe too, I believe. Yeah, okay. Don't even get me started on that fucking video game. That is the best <laughs> video game I have ever played in my whole entire life. And I do not understand why they didn't put it on Switch. They didn't yeah. remaster it for Switch. Um, Lego Indiana Jones, uh, one through three. I didn't really love the fourth one, but you know, I literally like, I feel like I have the movies memorized because Mm -hmm. of the Lego games. Yeah. Yes. I've seen the movies a million times, but the game, like I, no, I get what you mean. That's how I memorize through the Lego games. like a majority of like the Star Wars yeah. movies. Like I mean I obviously have seen them a billion yeah. times. But like so much if like my <laughs> like my basic like not only like understanding but also maybe I'm embarrassed to say affinity for it is associated mm-hmm. with like I don't know if I could have understand the depth 
of Padme's death if it wasn't for seeing it in Lego form. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's something about it that's like, it just hits a yeah. little bit harder when you see a Lego go through that. Um, yeah. uh, like, um, I, like, I, I, I will say, like, I was moved more as a kid. I'm not saying this is valid. I'm just saying it's, it's the truth and I'm here to speak the truth. I was more moved as a child by Darth Vader's death in Lego form than I was watching Return of the Jedi as a child. Now, I'm not saying I wasn't moved as a child by Return of the Jedi, but <laughs> when I saw it in Lego form, I was it was like Frank Reynolds, like watching Max play. It, it's different. It's yeah. like, yeah. I understand. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, I just, um, it's, yeah, it's funny we bring up that game because I have, um, I have PlayStation like premium or plus or whatever they call their membership thing. And they have like a whole cloud yeah. catalog of like old games. And I've been playing Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. I finished Raiders. I haven't gotten it into Tem- I played Wait, the Lego one. Yeah, yeah, they have like the whole collection. Is on PlayStation. Um, yes. I don't know if they. I mean, I don't know if you can buy it, but I know they have it. Like they have like a classics catalog that you can have uh, access to. The same way like Nintendo has a catalog if you're like a member. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on their classics catalog, and um, which is great because I like I love just playing that or like Crash Bandicoot or some bullshit like at two a.m. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I played Raiders. I did not, I don't know if I started Temple of Doom yet. Uh, I remember Glass Crusade was my favorite of the three because it's mm-hmm. just really fun. Cause I mean, that movie is very slapstick and it just lends itself to like Lego, um, really well from what I remember. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I like, I, I'm glad that we're like on the same wavelength with this because it's a very niche subject and it's like, and you're right. Cause I feel like a lot of kids, like that I grew up with like didn't have the same like maybe not affinity for Nana Jones but just they didn't have the same experience like they didn't it's not that they didn't like it it's just that they weren't really like I don't know enlightened cultured like us yeah I mean I like I okay can I I only have like one distinct <laughs> Indiana Jones memory yeah. like at, with peers in my lifetime and yes. uh, I'll make this a quick story, but like in summer camp 2008, I remember having, um, okay, so you know how I said I had like, I had like three different Lego sets and I had like three different Indiana Jones Legos. So I, um, there's this fucking kid. I hated this fucking kid. He sucked so much. He was like a rich kid. He like every day he had a backpack full of Legos and he like brought, he had like, he had like the coolest Lego sets. Everyone wanted to be this kid. I fucking hated him. Justin, if you're listening, fuck bro um but i <laughs> um so anyways uh he but apparently i don't know what the deal was with this kid but he could not find an indiana jones um with because apparently his indiana jones had just pure brown pants but he was looking mm-hmm. for like the legs that had like the design of like the belt and like mm-hmm. But like the lasso and like you know what I mean? Like it had like the design of it all. His indie just had it. And apparently he looked on eBay, he couldn't find shit. But I had that shit. And I swear to God, this fucking kid came up to me at like summer camp and he was like, Yo, dude, I'll give you this entire backpack full of Legos if you just give me those pants. And I was like, <laughs> Bet. And I gave it to him and and I took home the Legos that night. Um 
And I was like so happy because I was like, oh my god, like, oh my god, he had like a fucking like uh, clone trooper brigade. Like he had like he had you know, like every Jedi you can imagine. Like I like I was in heaven that night. I get to summer camp the next morning. His mom requested to see me, and she like cornered me and was like, "Give my son back his Legos now." And I was like, oh my "Yo." God. I was like, hey, this was a fair deal, sweetie, okay? I'm not like, <laughs> listen, I didn't steal your son's Legos, all right? I, like, I, I made, so like, this is, this is the art of the deal, baby, okay? Like, I... I like, feel like, I feel like I had a similar... <laughs> I had a similar experience involving, uh, like, Littlest Pet Shop, you know those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had a similar experience about that, where it was just, like, kids think that they're, like, doing a little, like, deal, like, doing a little business, and then parents are, like, I literally spent money on that for you. (laughs) Well, I did have to give it back, um, because, like, she, like, threatened, like, to, like, because she, like, made, like, the summer counselors, like, like, she was just, like, if you don't, make him do it like i'm gonna have to contact his mom and like and i was like fine i'm like but you have to wait till tomorrow because i didn't bring them with me and then um <laughs> but uh hey hey justin if you're listening i kept a few of them so fuck you bro <laughs> um uh but the, you know what the fucked up thing is he never gave me back the pants damn so yeah fuck justin uh uh, that's a if he is listening. He yeah, okay. I, I got we we became better, but I I did I fucking if by some chance you are listening, Justin, I did fucking hate you in uh, summer camp, uh, just because I was jealous. So I yeah, I also have a uh, story about fourth fifth grade whenever it uh whenever this movie came out. Um, I cried in class over this movie because. I like I started crying out of nowhere because it was like around the time that the movie came out like towards the end of the school year like whatever and um I wanted to see it really badly mm-hmm. and it was maybe like like a few weeks into like the run of it like right by the last day of school or whatever I literally started crying because I was like my parents didn't take me to see it yet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't see this movie in theaters and I cried in class over it. Like yeah. literally in elementary school. Um a few people can probably vouch for it that I don't talk to anymore, but yeah, I straight up cried. I it got the teacher's attention. Um yeah, I didn't watch this movie until it was on DVD and I have very vivid memories of like laying on the floor of my living room watching this. Yeah, I um it's funny, we have very similar experiences with this movie. I also did not see this <laughs> Did you theaters. also cry over it? I did not cry over it, but I was very upset about the fact that I did not get to see it in theaters. Because, um, yeah. um, I mean, you know, something that we ta- we don't talk about on the pod is just, like, the fact that this movie came out, like, right around the time of, like, the financial crisis. 
and yeah. like that's probably one of the reasons why I was quoting yeah. Flash like deep down. <laughs> yeah, like this <laughs> and like for, for like a lot of like middle class families, I feel like not. I mean, I couldn't see every movie this summer. I never saw Wally in theaters. You know, I remember the mm-hmm. only movies I saw in theaters in summer two thousand eight were like um, I saw Iron Man. Like I'm gonna miss a few, but like Iron Man, Caspian, Kung Fu Panda. The Dark Knight and like the Hulk. That's all I saw. You know what I mean? Which five movies? That's not mm-hmm. shabby. But you know, like my mom wasn't able to like. I mean, she couldn't like take me to see every single movie. You know, like I wanted to see Speed Racer. Couldn't do it. I had to wait for DVD for that shit. But I will say, and I apologize to one Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford. Uh, I did watch a bootleg copy of this movie at the age of ten. Uh, on uh but hey listen i was desperate and it's not like i as a child could like go to the theater by myself like i had no means of transportation or even uh money so like i had no choice i like i couldn't wait you know what i mean so i do and i remember the quality of it being like pretty good you know what i mean like i understood what was happening now i do i still wish i saw it in theaters absolutely but um, I I got the thrill of it, and then my mom, if I'm not mistaken, got it for me for Christmas that year. Um, because back when like DVDs took like six months to like release after the theatrical run. Yeah. Um, so I I do remember the first time I watched it like on my DVD. It was on a portable DVD player. Um, that's that's a that's a zillennial moment. Yeah, this is one of those movies that like I, I feel like I've talked about this a lot recently, but it's a movie that stayed on rotation in my portable dvd player like it was constantly on um like i i remember like going to my aunt's house during like the following summer and just like watching it like at least three times during the summer um mm-hmm. yeah i loved this movie as a kid i i i really and to this day i think it probably is the indiana jones movie i've seen the most in my life yeah um yeah yeah um i Another layer to this mm-hmm. is that I understand that it's not a good movie. <laughs> However, I was fucking living for it in my youth because um, I also famously, as we know in the um, from the Transformers episode, that Shia LaBeouf was my biggest celebrity crush. Yeah, I, I do even... <laughs> Even as, like, I I cannot share the same sentiment of Shia LaBeouf being my childhood crush, yeah. but I did, yeah. like, I really liked Shia LaBeouf as a kid, like, between, like, Holes and even Stevens and, uh, of course, Transformers. Yeah. And so, like, knowing that he was going to be in this, like, I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. and also, like, I remember seeing the teaser for this movie where, like, I, the shot of him, like, riding the motorcycle next to the train as he comes out of the smoke. Like, I remember that in the teaser trailer and being like, mm-hmm. oh, that's fucking cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The introduction of his character, not to go, like, into the movie right away, um, is probably, like, the funniest introduction <laughs> of a character of all time. <laughs> I, this, okay. This movie is such a mixed bag for me there are mm-hmm. well first of all i will say and does the lineal canada at all there are memories with this movie that i can never stripe away i can never fully dislike this movie it is mm-hmm. very um 
I, I won't say formative because I wouldn't say it's formative, but it, I just have a lot of really nice memories with this movie and mm-hmm. I, I can get some enjoyment out of it every time I watch it. Um, and I also think it's weird because I don't like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a defender of this movie, but I also think that like all the complaints I've heard about it are not my issues with it. Like mm-hmm. I've heard like my entire life, I've heard like the same like arguments made about this movie, like the scene where he like swings from the vines like Tarzan and like, you know, like it's, it, they're like, it's too silly. Like in the aliens, that's, it's too wacky. And it's like, eh, no, like that's not my issue with the movie. My issue with the movie it's really just two things primarily. And it's what whole, well, I, three things I think for starters, there's something I love about the original three movies. And it's that indie feels generally so vulnerable in those movies. He gets mm-hmm. his shit rocked in every single movie, um, especially in last crusade. I forgot how fucking crazy he goes to the ringer in that movie. Um, yeah. And, you know, he, he really feels vulnerable. It does feel like that's why, like, the, the plane scene in Ra- Raiders or like when he's like fighting like a guy twice his size, you feel it because uh, that's the appealing mm-hmm. thing about India is that he never feels like he he's certain to win a fight. He is always the underdog or not always, but he's always at some disadvantage in this movie. They kind of strip him of that, like, vulnerability that I feel like makes the character exciting and Mm -hmm. it, they make him fully a cartoon, which I don't hate entirely. I think Mm -hmm. there are some Looney Tunes ass moments in this movie that I giggle at to this day, Uh, namely at the very beginning of the area 51 sequence, which I would say is fantastic. Uh, But there's also some other shit where it's just like, Oh, so like, we're not even trying at this point. Um, but yeah, like I, I let's stick with that. Like it's, that's my my thing with this movie is that he just turns into a fucking Looney Tunes character in this one. It's very funny that you said that because I literally wrote a note that said that he's a fucking cartoon character. Yeah, and like there are moments in the three, the original three, where yeah. he is very cartoonish, and there is very cartoonish fight scenes right. and. But he still gets his uh, ass kicked at, in that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. And another thing too. Can can you just uh, spoil a little bit of the fifth one? Just a little bit. Uh, Did I he mean, make old man jokes in it? No, I mean, not not as much as you would think. I mean, it's really oh, not. God. Okay. Not. I mean. I honestly, think. I think. That, that's I think Harrison like, Ford. Said that he wouldn't let them. He, yeah, they don't really like. Um, I mean, there's like a few things here and there, but it's nothing that's like out of character or like eye rolling. Um, and everything that like references his age is either like very melancholy or it's like coming from himself, which I like appreciated because it feels like very like self reflective. Um, and also like fitting for like a final chapter, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I guess that complaint that I just made about this movie, um, mm-hmm. is what I liked about Dial of Destiny is that it like brought the um, 
the the vulnerability back to it. It brought the like he's still like a character, like he's still like a human being. You know what I mean? Like it brought that mm-hmm. back to it. I don't think this movie like tarnished indie for me. It didn't. It didn't at all. But it is something that like upon replay value, I do like it. It does hurt it a bit in my eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. This movie definitely suffered from the like, oh my God, like old man, old man is running, old man is jumping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, they but, remind me every yeah. five seconds. I mean, that's Shia Buff's entire character is like there to like say, like, say, what are you doing, yeah. old man? Like, it's like, okay, yeah. we get it. Which, like, okay, he's still fucking hot. Like, stop. he's not even that old. He's um, like 60 something. Like, it's not no. even. He's not. He That's looks the craziest fit. part about it. He's so fit. Like, yeah, um, yeah. No, I. Um, yeah, I, it's, he has it's, no shirtless scenes in this, which is interesting, because you know uh, that he's still like ripped. It, it can I can I very briefly spoil? Uh, or I guess it has. It, yeah, it was already kind of spoiled. In cans. He has a shirtless scene in the new one, which I think is funny, uh, but not in Amazing. this one. Uh, which I think is yeah. funny. Yeah. Because he's um, owning it. He's fucking owning it now. Dude, when he, he said they're not gonna call me old man ever again. When he stood up and I was like, okay. Like I was like, all right. Hey. <laughs> uh but uh uh but yeah, no, so in this one he I, I think those like jokes would work a little bit better if again we had that vulnerability. But like when you treat him and if like he was a, actually fucking old. Yeah. yeah like you know what i mean like if you were like showing like signs of like slowing down it would be like funnier or more like interesting but like when you have him seemingly it's not even that he's like at the same level that he was like 20 years ago in this movie he's seemingly more invincible than he was 20 years ago and that's what's kind of like fucking with it a bit um I will also say in, like, the Shia LaBeouf of it all, I would say he's, like, the most hated part of this movie and, like, the general consensus. And, um, I mean, he himself did not help this case. Like, he spoke out against Spielberg. He spoke out against, like, you know, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford called him a fucking idiot when he did that. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a very... <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm just calling it as I see it. I don't think he's bad in this movie. I think the character kind of poorly written uh, not kind of he is uh but i don't think he's bad at it. i think he's genuinely doing the best that he can with the material um yeah which isn't like amazing yeah i think mutt williams simply shouldn't have existed i think <laughs> it is the silliest thing that has ever happened in the indiana jones cinematic universe um I haven't even watched the TV show yet, and I still think it is the silliest thing that has ever happened. It, do, do you know like, um, about the TV show? Do, like, do you know like the lore of it at least? Like barely. Like barely. I mean, the, I I won't like mansplain it too much, but like the, uh, the my favorite thing about that show is that some episodes start with old man Indiana Jones with an eye patch uh, talking to like some random mm-hmm. kid at a museum. And he's like, he's like back in, well, back in 1932, I was invading the Nazi camp. And then like, it cuts to that. And it's just like, why? It's just like, it's him like verbally assaulting people, telling them like stories without consent. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, that's how like the episode would start. Harrison Ford's in one episode of that entire series. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, isn't he like playing the saxophone or something? 
Yeah, like because he's it, it's the God. I can't believe I've seen this shit. Yeah, it's uh he <laughs> he's like on the run or he's not on the run. He's like chasing a guy and like yeah, it's a whole thing. It's like in a snow cabin. It's it's a yeah. whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah. So this movie, I mean, I mean Shia LaBeouf. I think he's Mutt Williams as a character. I don't love. I think there's some fun moments. I think it's kind of fun in the beginning, like when, like with the greaser and the draw and the jocks, like I like that sequence, um, that little chase scene throughout the, the town with the motorcycle is really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there are, see, that's the thing about this movie is that like, it yeah. does things that I don't love. Um, but there are like moments where you're just reminded of Spielberg's just incredible capabilities as a director like he is just so like no one does a chase scene or like just like he knows how to build excitement like no other director you know i was just gonna say there's absolutely nothing better than a spielberg chase scene it's so good like there's so many like just like long like shots in this movie of just like um it's just like the camera just staying still like you tell it's on the hood of the car and it's just like it's just following them like the choreography is on point and like it's just it's really well staged and it's it's all practical it seems like it all looks fantastic Mm -hmm. i um yeah those aliens are absolutely practical no i'm talking about the the chase scenes i know i know i'm kidding i'm kidding um also i will say in the first act i do like that it confirms the uh that the hangar from the end of the raiders is uh area 51 and it takes us back to that which i think is like fun i think that's really sweet it's just it's honestly very silly and i kind of love it yeah like (laughs) i don't know well i was i i would say upon this rewatch i was like loving this movie for like up until him and mutt go like out of town and they start like investigating because like i think up until that point the movie is a ton of fun like i think that area 51 sequence is just like it, it's awesome like i mean with, with the fucking like the the, the 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 jet like when it like takes off and he's like beating the ship and out of the uh i was gonna say nazis out of the uh russians and like mm-hmm. it's uh it's just so fun and Kate blanchett i <laughs> She's I mean, she's serving Bob in this movie. She's, she's doing... a fuck ass Bob. Like the <laughs> definition, the definition think... of when bitches get a little Bob. Like, I think she's having a lot of fun, and I think it's it's palpable in some scenes. I don't think she takes it far enough, honestly. Um, I I think it could have used a little bit more, because she just kind of came like it's it feels like every scene she's there to like have a funny accent and then leave. Um, she doesn't really mm-hmm. like poses a threat to me, um, but yeah, like she's fine. Like that's the thing about this movie is that everything that people are like angry about this movie is like either like mediocre or like eh to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not upset about really anything in this movie. I just wish things worked better yeah. for me than it does. Apparently for other people, because as I've seen on Twitter in the past like month, is that people really love this movie. Uh, people are like tr- reclaiming this movie. Which I mean, I I, I can't yeah. fully do that, but like I I'm glad everyone's having fun. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad people enjoy it. Um. Now. Yeah. I. Uh, okay. So Marion in this movie, um, mm-hmm. from Raiders, she comes in. Uh, 
it's revealed that she's like well she's mutt's mom and in the same exact scene it's revealed that mutt is uh uh indy's son and it's a whole uh reveal and i uh i think it absolutely uh tanks this movie for uh, a lot of it yeah. and it is it's it's nothing about the lore i don't give a shit about any of that i'm just saying like thematically and just like content like just as like a movie that plays the movie comes to like a grinding halt when you start like having like shia labeouf just making like he's not my dad jokes like it's just yeah. like it's so like that's not what I'm here for, is all I'm going to say. Like, it's not why I'm here. Okay. So if Mutt wasn't there, I think if it was just Marion and him mm. reconnecting, I think that would have been the greatest film ever made, personally. I think, um, I think their relationship and... Okay, I know there's discourse. I'm sorry. But I love their relationship so much. <laughs> and I love their banter. And yeah. I think that uh i'm not gonna get into like the age gap discourse or whatever but like i don't really understand I, why it exists because it's like um not the discourse but like the uh yeah i'm not even gonna get into it it's just it's the age it's gap so, in general yeah me too yeah like but, it's so like pointless yeah. in the grand scheme of things yeah yeah um, i'm not gonna get into it either but it's the same uh, as like han and leia like it's han and leia have like a big age gap for no reason. Anyway, Marion and Indiana Jones are a very hot couple. They're great. And I love her as Marion. Um, Cause I think yes. um, e- each um, indie sequel to an extent, I mean, I, I, I'm Willie in the second one. I, I, I think Temple of Doom fucks. Willie is like one of the worst characters of all time. Like, I think she's awful. Yeah. Uh, I hate her so yeah. much. Um, the third yeah. one, I think the, the twist, uh, spoilers, if you've never seen Last Crusade, the twist of like having the love interest become a Nazi halfway through is like yeah. one of the best things like, ever made. And his dad also like hooked up with her. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Last Crusade's a masterpiece, guys. I love so these good. movies so much. It's them. so yeah. good. I Last Crusade is like a perfect movie. Like not just like oh I like that movie. No, like it's a flawless film. Yeah. It is hilarious. I really want to watch it again before I see the next one. It's so good. Um, I I think Raiders is better, but know, like it, it's the mo- it plays the best for me. I think. Yeah, I think for me it's one, three, two and four and one through three are just tied for me that they're perfect movies um i thinking back to like the older ones now i'm not saying i like the alien aspect of this movie but i do kind of like that all of the movies are very different Uh like i guess kind of like genre ish like you know we got like an adventure movie and then we got like a kind of scary like horror elements to it i don't know i was yeah. fucking scared when he ripped the heart out of his chest the That's third one scary. is kind of like silly it's... family drama a little yeah i mean <laughs> this it's just... One is just sci-fi <laughs> like they're yeah. all like really different and i i really like that about it yeah i think um like with this one i and that's another thing like going back to the idea that like the things i dislike about this movie are not the things that people have debated for like 15 years you know 
I Jeez, don't. This was 15 years ago. Oh my god. I don't hate the aliens in this movie. I think my only thing with the aliens is like I'm completely fine with aliens being a thing in this movie. It's just I wish the movie treated it as important as it actually was because like it's so funny that like they they meet aliens and um. I guess it's just like jump fully into it. Like I think like the death of Falco is like the funniest fucking thing ever. Uh, like it's it's mm-hmm. right underneath like the death of um uh the the fucking Nazis from the first movie with her like faces burning off. Like because like she just like mm-hmm. she she wants to become so based and so like like pilled that she like fucking she just can't handle the truth <laughs> basically and she like disintegrates it's so funny yeah. it's so funny like i've always loved that like i and i loved like the way that the alien like looks at her because he's just like oh you want this you want to know what's up okay here you go and then she just fucking dies like, hilarious <laughs> like i think like, I, the like, scariest looking alien it's ever. creepy yeah but and then yeah. I, I like i like the ufo like flying away like i think that's cool but it's just like the thing about it that bugs me is the fact that like Indy, who is searching for truth and he's searching for like all these things, and like I feel like he would be more amazed by it. Like I feel like he would be more like perplexed. And he just has like no reaction to it. It's just like, what are we doing here? Like that's what I'm saying. Like it feels like it lost sight of the character a bit, and it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I enjoy it, but yeah. it's just like, is this the same Indiana Jones that like? geek the fuck out at every turn in Lost Crusade. Like he like every like little finding he would like lose his mind. He'd be like he'd be like, this is incredible. Like it's like yeah, he's not gonna have he's not even gonna mention anything about the aliens. He's not gonna have any reaction to that. Like that's that's I, I don't know. Yeah, that's so true. He doesn't get excited about anything in this movie. No. And like I he, feel like throughout the first yeah. three movies, like yes, he's very like kinda like um I don't know, like he's he's got a little like you know like not cynicism to him but he gets excited about like discoveries you know yeah, what i mean like, like, like i feel like he just yeah. kind of he's just yeah. like he's the man out of oh, time wow. like he's he, he gets yeah, more excited it's... about the the past and like the relics than he is about the present and um yeah which I think is what makes the original trilogy so good is that he's living through such iconic events, but he is seemingly incapable of yeah. appreciating them as they happen, uh, which is something that yeah. I think Battle of Destiny also does really well, too, is tapping back yes. into that idea. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, no. Uh, In Crystal Skull, he's straight up going to the IDGAF <laughs> Awards. Like. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. I think, uh, I mean, okay. I also feel like just to like backtrack a little bit. You also cannot talk about this movie without talking about the nuke scene, which is like that scared the shit out of me as a kid, and I think it is so ingrained in my psyche of how terrifying that scene is. And I think scary. while watching it, I'm like, that is the reason why I don't want to see Oppenheimer. That is the reason why nuclear warfare is my biggest fear. Is because as a child, I saw all the faces and the dog melting um because it's like okay in raiders of the lost ark you see face melting and it's Mm -hmm. scary but it's like i'm never gonna look at the ark of the covenant and then you're growing up and you realize that nuclear bombs are a real thing and could very well happen and you just think about indiana jones uh jumping into a fridge yeah (laughs) which everyone clowns on i think that was really resourceful of him (laughs) 
I like the sequence right until I would say like the 50th pummel of like, because it just like, it just keeps going. Like he just keeps like, it just, like it just keeps flying and it's like, Oh dude, I get it. Like, fuck. Like it, that's my thing with this movie is that it's like, where's the Spielberg that had like restraint? Like, because like there, there's such like also simplicity to be, not to keep comparing to the originals, but like the originals like had such a restraint. Like there was so much like, uh, I don't know. Like there's just so much, like so much simplicity to it. You know what I mean? Like there's like, there's so much like he understood like, like less was more in so many regards, but like in this, it feels like it was almost like the prequels and George Lucas approach where like, Nope, we got to, we got to up it. Like we got to do as much as we can. And I, we gotta like, throw I love this bitch around in the fridge. That's the thing about, and I think like the, the, the nuke scene sums up my feelings in the movie, like almost entirely. It's like, I love the, like the build up to that scene. I love like, I mean, for the reason you, you seemingly are so disturbed by it is why I love it. Like, I love how creepy it is. I love how he's like confused when he walks. He's like, what the fuck is this basically? And he's just like, <laughs> he like has to piece it together as it's happening. <laughs> like it's, it's really funny. Like I love it up until that moment. It's just when he starts flying and he like, literally it like tumbles for like a full minute. And then he gets out completely unscathed. I'm just like, dude, what, like, what are we doing? Like, um, <laughs> Also, very, very quick, the following scene where he's, like, uh, in the interrogation room um, with, like, the government. Okay, him in a white t-shirt Hot. after getting yeah. cleaned from a nuclear bomb. That altered the chemistry of my brain. Okay, go Very on. hot. Very sexy guy. Um, but uh, I will say... <laughs> Anytime I say anything for the rest of the episode, you're going to go, yeah, 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 very hot. Okay, yeah. No, I, anyway. no, he is. He's hot. I mean, what can I say? He's he's really hot in this yeah. movie. I think he's like, yeah, I, Harrison Ford's a hottie. Um, Listen, when I say I couldn't relate to my generation, like I know I've said this <laughs> on multiple episodes, but him and uh, Christopher Christopher Plummer in Sound of Music being my first crushes as a child <laughs> was like, I don't know what to talk about with my peers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I can't relate to that entirely, but he he is a hottie. I'll give it to you. Um, no, what I was gonna Thanks. say was with that Appreciate interrogation it. scene is that the ADR in that scene is so bad. Like I don't know if you noticed it, mm-hmm. but like when he's like his like lips are literally not syncing to what is being said. He's like, I saw something out there, and then his lips are just like saying something else. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, yeah. like maybe it's because I was like watching like a like. I was like watching like at 2 a.m. or something on Disney Plus, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, this is terrible." How did I? I mean, I guess as a kid you don't like notice that shit, but like, it, it's like, it like for a Sp- I, not to just keep bring up Spielberg, but like for a Spielberg movie, it's like, it's noticeable in some areas in this movie. Like some of the tech stuff is like kind of rough. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it, I mean with how like flimsy the story is and how like wacky and like sporadic it is, it does not surprise me that like these like little components do not like completely gel together. Um, because I think like when you rely too much on this shit, um, it just can easily fall apart. Like very, like it, it like it really can. And I, I'm not even like a stickler for plot. I think if you throw enough hijinks in there, I, I can forgive a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. this movie, like, 
it passes that threshold like so many times like i'm just like i don't give a shit about what's happening like um like two characters that i think you could take out of this movie completely that um the ray winstone character i think um uh he uh or is that his name is that ray winstone yeah ray winstone uh forgot who he plays uh but mac yeah like the whole like double crossing like sidekick that only works if you have some form of like knowledge of the character prior like you you know nothing about this guy and you play that card like four times which i i'm aware is supposed to be like a gag but it just like does not work when like you know nothing about this dude like all you know about this dude is that he's portrayed indie like it's all you know that's his entire characteristic yeah it's it's just so weird i don't know yeah yeah um, i don't know yeah i mean there there is a lot going on in the plot um there's also you know the whole aspect of it like when i say that like i'm not crazy about the alien aspect it's also like it's so like sus when like aliens are tied to like ancient civilizations like anything that isn't like european or anything like that and Mm -hmm. being like aliens built this and it's like no there were like indigenous cultures that were fully capable of like building yeah creating their own technology and stuff so that's a little bit sauce to me um yeah i just think that it's also just really weird that they went into the area 51 alien aspect of it yeah also the scene where they cut open that silver like alien corpse thing that fucking terrified me as a kid i hated the way that that like fabric like mm-hmm. moved when they like cut into it like the shiny yeah. silver fabric yeah and exactly they, like, what you're pulled about. out like the alien hand that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I like how, like, the mist is coming out of it, like, as if it's been, like, thawed in yes. there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that, yes. um, yeah, that is, like, very, like, core memory for me as well. Like, I, uh, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I mean, I mean, as a kid who, like, really was, like, I, I thought, like, the idea of, like, aliens in Area 51 was, like, the coolest thing and, like, the craziest thing ever as a kid. Like, this movie definitely, like, scratched an itch for me as a kid where I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. character that I love is, like, confronting Area 51 and aliens. Like, that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe there is a reason mm-hmm. even deeper than just, like, this movie came out when I was a kid. Uh, why I liked it so much? Because it, you know, it, it fit, like, a lot of, like, niche interest of mine. But I think the idea that you're uh, presenting of, like, it being a little bit problematic in some areas is definitely valid. And I think uh, it also just doesn't play, like, straight up. Like, it doesn't play as well as I think they uh, intended it to. Like, uh, it's not very exciting. Like, that's the cool thing about, like, oh, my God. Like, the Holy Grail thing in, like, the third movie is, like, the most, like, when he has to, like, step on the invisible, like, step at the end to like get to the holy grail and he like literally meets um uh god what's his name uh who's been in there for like about like three billion years or whatever uh like he like and then like everything with his father at the end like it's so cool you know what i mean like there's such mm-hmm. a sense of like mystery and wonder but like it also like goes it, it does like the great thing where it doesn't explain too much about the holy grail either where i feel like this mm-hmm. is just like 
pure exposition and pure like this is what the alien can do this is what the crystal skull can do it's uh telekinesis and blah 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 but also it's not that interesting it's not that cool it's not that awe-inspiring like i'm just like and i feel like yeah no yeah. i i feel like the um you know, in 1957 is where this movie takes place. Like, the 60s are very, like, close, like, very looming over um, this movie. And the 60s and 70s are, like, very, like, peak paranoia in America. So, like, I feel like you could have really played into that. You know what I mean? Like, you really could have, like, went more into, like, the Red Scare angle of it all. Like, is, like... Well, they they did a little bit. Well, I feel um... like you could... Just, like, kind of cartoonishly. Like, I mean, you could, like, actually, like do something with it is what i mean you know what i mean like it's just kind of like well i don't know because the whole thing of uh him getting fired from the college in the beginning right is basically like he was fired because they were like oh this guy's sus right and then sorry i keep saying sus i'm just i'm gen z um <laughs> and then uh <laughs> Jim Broad, it was Jim, Jim Broadman, right? He's yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. He resigned because he was like, you're being treated unfairly. Hold on. I'm sorry. Chet Hanks played the student in the library. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> Chet Hanks, man. I, uh, I feel like. Cameo? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, that's awesome. Um, no, I mean, like, I, I, I'm aware that I just feel like they could have done more with it. Maybe that's asking too much of this movie. But I feel like, okay, when I say that they could have played more into the Red Scare of it all, I meant more so of, like, okay, if you're going to introduce that subplot, make, like, Spalco a more interesting villain if you're going to do that. Yes. You know what I mean? Because she is completely just, like, a caricature of, like... She's just a woman with an accent. Like, she yeah. has nothing... Yeah. Like, whereas I feel like, especially like in um, like Last Crusade, like it really digs into like Nazi ideology and like how like how much he like fucking like fundamentally disgusts Indy. You know, like he gets really deep into it in that movie. Whereas in Raiders, he's just I mean, I think it's perfect in Raiders, but he just, you know, punches the Nazis. He's like he's like he hates that their disrespect for art and culture. He hates it. But in, like, Last Crusade, you really get to, like, the nitty-gritty of why he fucking hates Nazis. And this one, it's just kind of like, she's there to serve Bob, you know? It's, like, it's not really, (laughs) it's not, it's not that interesting. (laughs) And and she's not that threatening, either. It's not, like, she's not really ever a threat in this movie. Like, that's never, there's, like, literally not one scene in this entire movie where I feel like she is a genuine threat that they cannot overcome. Like, yeah. um, The thing with, the thing with, uh, Kate Blanchett (laughs) is that she, she, the idea of her as an Indiana Jones villain is incredible. (laughs) However, when I think of her being a compelling villain, especially recently, I think of nightmare alley, and I think that that's the kind of, like, villain-ish... I, I, I mean, I don't know if I would consider her a villain in Nightmare Alley. I don't know. But, you know, like, almost like a femme fatale kind of situation. Um, and then I realized that that's basically the, the like, female love interest in uh, Last Crusade. 
Um, I feel like that would be like a character that would be played by Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? I don't know. Like this just feels so cartoonish. Like I just, and I don't know if it's because my brain is poisoned by like gay film Twitter, but like, I'm like, oh, that's Kate Blanchett in a wig. <laughs> yeah. Like a wig and a funny accent, you know? Yeah. Fuck ass Bob. Like, yeah, I, yeah, she really yeah. is. In, uh, yeah. According to, um, According to Spielberg, the Bob was her idea. Nice, nice. Uh, I mean, I I can respect that. I have no issue with like her appearance. Like, I think that's like I think it's very iconic. I like I welcome it. Um, it's yeah. just <laughs> it's just like how the characters written that I hate. It's just kind of like stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I was also like looking at like the potential cameos. Because, like, Sean Connery infamously turned down returning. Um, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, so because... They literally just, just killed him off. Yeah, they yeah. killed him off, which I think is funny. Like, because... Um, well, apparently he said, he told Spielberg he they might as well just do that. Because I think that's better than just giving him a small role. Which, like... Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I, I would have definitely liked to see him in it to some extent. Because he's so great in Last Crusade. But I also don't, like... Because, I mean, really, he has no place in, like, the adventure, so he would probably just cameo in the first act. So, like, yeah. in that regard, it's kind of like, yeah, that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's not like he could, like, FaceTime him. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, Pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, we should also bring up the fact that this movie, like, was apparently just reworked to death uh, in just even before, like, production. Like, it was rewritten by like several people. Um, and even mm-hmm. at one point, M. Night Shyamalan was hired to write uh, if this in the early 2000s for a 2002 shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how far they got. Um, I'm also seeing that like um, Frank Derenbot uh, wrote some of it. Um, like, yeah, I'm like reading all the people that like tried to write drafts for this movie apparently there was like a whole thing in like the 90s where like potential drafts that like studios were circling for this movie like kept leaking online so they had to like sign they had to like send ndas out to people and like a cease and desist letters Mm -hmm. like in the early days of like internet message boards um i think that's really interesting um like i i think we forget that like because we were kids when this movie came out, this movie, like, was really fucking, like, 20 years in the making for so many people. Like, this was, like, their... In the same way, like, when the prequels or, like, when Force Awakens came out, this was it for some Mm -hmm. people. Like, it was the same thing. Yeah. It's... It's honestly pretty crazy. And I guess, like, like you said, like, the prequels... Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the first time that we were really, like, aware of, stuff, like, that kind of, like, length of production was, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, the Star Wars, like, Force Awakens era. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything else, really, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, the MCU, I feel like, was a consistent thing, like, every single year. 
Like, yeah. I feel like I remember when they were like, oh, we're making more Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like a shock. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, where I was the day that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like I remember, like, what I was doing when I found out that, like, Disney bought Lucasfilm. I, um... Yeah, like, I mean, as far as this goes, I don't think it's really, like, comparable to anything else because it's, like... I, I also feel like it happened so early. Like, I can only imagine this is what, like, little kids felt like when, like, Disney... Or, like, when the... Like, kids, like, uh, that were, like, six or seven years old or eight years old when, like, Force Awakens came out. Like, I can only imagine that's how mm-hmm. they felt about this or those movies. Whereas, like, this, it's like, oh, I have, like, memories and, like, you know, like, stuff attached with the original trilogy. But, like, this is, like, its own thing to me as a child. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is, like, its own, like, it's, it's its own world. Like, it's almost, like, its own thing. Whereas other people are treating it like it's the second coming of Christ. Like, it's this thing they've been waiting for for 30 years. It's something I've been waiting for for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I... Because I became aware of, like, Harrison Ford, like, four years ago. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm kind of, like, I'm, like, am I, like, not... And, and okay, so I know I've spent like most of this like review like kind of like saying like mostly negative things about it. I don't hate this movie. I think yeah. it's very. I think a lot of the set pieces are a lot of fun. Uh, Harrison Ford is fantastic in it. Um, him and Marion still have like great chemistry. Um, I find parts of it very endearing. I think it's very just it being itself is very endearing. When you know like we said before in the birth of like ip in 2008 it's very nice even if i don't love the entire product to see spielberg attempt to make something so like classical i still like admire Mm -hmm. it for that like i admire the craft i like the way it feels it's just there are things that i would really love to change and spielberg has said as much himself he isn't really pleased with this movie he doesn't love it that much he 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 likes parts of it it seems but he him and george lucas have often talked about like this thing about george lucas i find that's very interesting is that he has talked bad about this movie that he wrote but he will never talk bad about the prequels which i find very interesting so it's like you know you kind of have to admit there might be some things with this movie that aren't just aren't amazing and that's okay to admit like you can have memories with it and also, you know, say, hey, it's not the best. Uh, it's not as good as I remember it when I was 10. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of where I fall in line I with don't, it. I don't think there's any way for me to consider an Indiana Jones movie bad. I really don't. Like, even years ago, before I was aware of, like, people being haters of this movie, I feel like the general consensus was, like, people did not like temple of doom um yeah which i don't and that was my favorite one as a kid for some reason i think i just really liked the opening number and like short (laughs) rounds like i just i I was like oh a kid you know when you're like a kid and there's like a kid in a movie and you're like i wish that was me i feel like we've discussed that a lot but yeah yeah um i don't know like i just think that it's impossible to make a bad indiana jones movie which is why i don't fucking believe people that are saying that dial of destiny is bad even if it's bad it, <laughs> it's gonna be my favorite movie of the year like i i don't i don't know what to tell you guys like i, don't know. I um speaking to that really quick i think it's like especially having seen dial of destiny now i think the like i the, the plan to premiere it at can is like 
will go down as like one of the biggest fumbles in like Disney history because I thought Dollar Destiny was delightful. I thought it was a really uh-huh. sincerely fun movie and I had a great time with it. And um but it, it, it's emotional and exciting and I, I I loved it. I really had a great time with it. Um like, but it's also I already not... know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Like I already know it's not a Spielberg movie. Like, I know that. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone's criticism is going to be. Oh, it's not, this is not, it's not a Spielberg movie. Like, what do you want us to do about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, it, de- it didn't really bother me when I was watching it. Cause like, there was never like a point in the movie where I was like, uh, could have used Spielberg. Like, I feel like it's very much trying to be its own thing and it's trying to, um, I, I think it's very fitting that it's very like reflective of the other four movies. Uh, while mm-hmm. also being its own entity, if that makes sense, like it, mm-hmm. it feels like an observer of the past. Uh, so that kind of feels fitting that another director is in the, uh, in the chamber with it. So I, um, mm-hmm. not to fully like review it, but I, uh, if you love Indiana Jones, like it's hard to imagine that Dalla Destiny does not like make you feel things. You know what I mean? Like it, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very sweet. Like, I think that's my thing with it. It's just a very sweet movie. And I really love the sincerity of it. And that's something about, you know, that that is one thing about, like, about this movie as well, is that it is very sincere. And it's very, like, heartfelt. And I think that's something that carries over to Dial Destiny very well. And honestly, I will say, one thing that I was worried about Dial Destiny, even though I don't love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that much, is that it would try to, like, erase Crystal Skull. Like, not erase it, but, like, just kind of, like, ignore it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It, like, addresses, like, it addresses all four movies. And it's that. So, uh, like, it didn't do, like, the Rise of Skywalker thing, which is what I was kind of afraid of. Um, It it, it does, like, the, it it confronts a lot of the ideas pretty head on. And it also confronts the idea that, like, Indy treated himself as immortal for so long and, mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's not i'm not gonna go too far into it but i liked it a lot so it's been fun to go back through all five movies and now that i've seen the full picture i think i can talk about the entire thing kind of uh more sincerely because um crystal skull is no longer the last indiana jones movie to me it's now the fourth one you know what i mean it's four or five yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I can kind of admit to myself that I don't love it like I thought I did. And that's okay. Yeah. It's all yeah. right. It's not terrible, I don't think. It's just, meh. It's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'll never complain about seeing Indiana Jones. I really won't. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that it is now the last one. And Harrison Ford says that it is the last one and they cannot make another one without him and just won't work um i yeah. the overwhelming fear that we had in the 2010s that chris pratt would be indiana jones um <laughs> don't know where those rumors came from but i'm glad that it didn't happen yeah um i really admire how this is the only role that harrison ford actually likes Mm-hmm. Um, he fucking hates every single other thing that he's ever done, but Indiana Jones, it seems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he yeah. literally does not want to. Anytime anybody asks him about anything, he wants like he looks like he wants to kill them. 
But then if he's asked about Indiana Jones, he's like literally the happiest person alive. Dude, he's um, literally a five star yeah. general in IDGAF war. Like he's like Yeah. He is like <laughs> like he's <laughs> I I love him so much. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I've really enjoyed watching his like He's interviews. literally that meme. Yeah. Yeah. He's that meme where it's like the guy in sweatpants. It's like me on the red carpet for the latest Star Wars film. And then it's like the kid in the suit. And it's like me when anybody mentions Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm enjoying his like little press tour right now. Like, cause he it is, it is very funny to see him talk about like get asked questions about Star Wars. And he's just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But then, like, he's asked questions mm-hmm. about Indiana Jones. Or, like, Jones. the MCU or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then he, he's asked questions about Indiana Jones or just, like, the process. Like, he, I don't know if you saw it, but today there's one going viral about, like, basically the interviewer was just, like, saying, like, hey, like, thank you because, like, these movies, like, mean the world to me and they inspired me as a filmmaker. And, like, like I just want to say thank you. And then, like, he, like, he said that he's, like, you know, like, you can thank me, but also, like, thank all the writers and like production people and like, uh, you know, Spielberg and all these people that had like just thousands and thousands of people that like had stuff to do with all like five movies basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he like started crying mid interview. He's like, it's been the pleasure of my lifetime. And I was like, Oh, like Jesus, like, it's so yeah. good. Um, yeah. It, it, I think the craziest thing is like, he's not even that old, but he's like, you could tell he wants to retire. Is it, like, he wants 80s? to retire. <laughs> He's I don't like know how old he is. One, old he is I think. Is he really? No way. Um. I love that he has like 80. an earring. Yeah. It's very <laughs> funny that he has an earring to me. I don't know why. What a funny guy. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's 1980. Or sorry, not 1980. Yeah. 1942. He's 80 years old. Uh. So he'll be 81 this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we love you, Harrison Ford. Um, yeah. maybe what other millennial movies has he done? Like, what's on the docket as far as his uh, uh, millennial? Um, Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate this. Um, okay, does he have many? He doesn't do a lot of kids movies. No. Okay, I'm gonna go out and say it. I'm looking at the filmography right now. I don't Cat- think Cowboys and Aliens. I mean, kind of. I guess. I feel like yeah. that's millennial canon, unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. He has that's a, a crazy ass movie. I've never even seen it, and I know it's a crazy ass movie. It's the the thing about that movie is that you would think it's way crazier than it is by the title, but like it just like isn't that interesting. Like it's I mean, just like, like yeah, the concept of it. The uh, from what I remember about that movie is that it has like a, a like a genuinely great first twenty minutes full of like mystery. And then it like answers the question in 30 minutes and then you're left with the rest of the movie and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, um, because there is like inherent appeal in like the mystery box of the movie and like, wait, aliens in the Western times. And how will they respond to that? And they answer that immediately. And from that point forward, mm-hmm. it's just like, what are we doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we fuck with Harrison Ford. He's the best. We love him so much. Mm-hmm. He's a he's baby girl this month, forever. Um, yeah, he's my baby girl. Um, there's no one else I <laughs> would ever get a tattoo of a, a picture of somebody being horny mm-hmm. for him 
for you know you know what i'm saying um if anybody doesn't know what my tattoo is it's the girl the girly that is all of us from raiders of the lost ark that is making hard eyes at him in <laughs> in his college class really uh, mean, uh yeah a girly's girl um she, yeah. she's all of us um, <laughs> that's how i felt watching this whole movie yeah it's um it's 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 a fun time if you can excuse and turn off a lot of parts of your brain and um you know what for for so much of my life i was able to do that and you know what if i tried it again i bet i could still do it so um yeah 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 i could i could just leave this movie playing on a loop in the background of my mind i don't care it's you know, completely fine i don't hate it's it. the experience it's, <laughs> yeah it, it's completely fine it's just not as it's good the as the nostalgia of it all it's yeah. you know yeah yeah also, i think yeah, yeah. I was First, just, I was, um, I mean, the last release before um, Disney took over. Uh, last Paramount release. Oh right. Well, this the the new one um, opens with the Paramount logo still. Um, but I think, fuck. but I think it's because of some kind of like. I think, yeah, I don't think they were actually like any part of the production. I think they just had to like legally be part of it, which I find interesting. Um, so mm. I was pretty delighted in the theater to uh, to see the the Paramount logo again. I was like, oh, they did it. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. that's not a, logos can't be a spoiler. That's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you spoiled that. Not the Paramount logo. Um, um, yeah. I, oh, we I, didn't even talk about what the plot secrets we, oh. we said that we were going to discuss them did you know that um but nobody knew what the plot did you know that uh what? what do you call it uh in so like the title for this movie was a secret for like a full year and then um mm-hmm. shia labeouf announced the title unceremoniously at the teen choice awards in 2007 <laughs> it's so fucking funny of course he did yeah literally of course he did um yeah um so there were like so many like leaks and stuff like Mm -hmm. people were trying to like leak it um and it says that people were looking into the films which going back to what we were talking about before people were trying to base like their plot like um predictions on what the lego sets were going to be um which i feel like people still kind of do now i mean i still um, do that i'm trying to remember yeah i remember I'm no way remember. home like was a big i feel like one. they've kind of gotten like yeah i feel like they kind of like got a little bit smarter with it because they didn't release a lot of the avatar lego sets until mm-hmm. like they released like the avatar lego sets that pertain to like the first movie mm-hmm. and then they released the ones of the second movie like later on um but yeah it's very much like i don't know like i feel like nothing has secrecy anymore like this like somebody was literally like arrested because they leaked like images and like an extra he broke his nda and he he was arrested because he was like leaking um pictures and stuff yeah i um 
it's funny because like I I love the mystery of it all, but like I also like love the thrill of like scouring for information about like one of your favorite franchises and being like, what the fuck is this movie about? And like I I think it's like very not to condone it or anything, but like it's very like I don't know like there's like a nostalgia factor to it of like is this plot like real? Like I like I'll always like have like memories of like reading plot leaks for certain like big movies and being like is this real is this really happening and of course it's not mm-hmm. like i remember like reading like um like so many force awakens plot leaks back in like 2014 2015 and then just being like is this real and like it's just like no <laughs> of course not like because i remember reading one where it was like people wouldn't just go on the internet and lie at I remember reading the the craziest one I read for like Force Awakens was that like Darth Plagueis, who was like considered to be the guy he was like Palpatine's like mentor, basically. Like and it's theorized that because you know that scene in the Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine's like telling Anakin about how to cheat death. And he's talking about how his mm-hmm. master, you know, learned how to do that. Uh, it's basically like the whole idea was that Andy Serkis was playing him and that he created Ray as the next chosen one. Uh, and I just remember like being mind blown, like reading that. Cause I'm like, that sounds real. And like, no, like mm-hmm. of course it's not. Um, so it's like, kind of funny that like, this is like in the, cause I feel like it's impossible to stop leaks now. Like it's literally like, mm-hmm. you can't stop it like everything i feel like i know everything about every movie before it comes out before it comes yeah yeah Yeah. like i i know everything about like um oh my god i i'm pretty sure i had like everything in the flash spoiled for me before it happened and i saw it three weeks Mm -hmm. early and i still had i still had (laughs) it i I saw that shit early you know and Uh, i feel like uh, like for for most movies i don't care about spoilers anymore i yeah. honestly think it's kind of funny yeah um so i feel like i always ask you for like random shit that like i'm like can you please confirm that like the flash puts a baby in the microwave or whatever um <laughs> but because <laughs> you're like uh... the actual film critic of this podcast that like sees movies early so i'm always mm-hmm. glad that i can like have you confirm or deny like stupid as fuck information <laughs> like that and then like sean yeah. doesn't like spoilers so i could like hold that over his head and be like do you want me to spoil this for you <laughs> i did it's... that to him with like the cgi like people at the end of uh the flash and he was like oh my god it's so bad um i oh, god not a good movie um do you know and I'm I'm not gonna say anything, but do you know anything about Dollar Destiny's like like the mechanics or like like what is going on like with the whole No, history? and I'm okay. avoiding that. Okay. Cause I That's the uh, one spoiler that I won't. Perfect. I yeah. all I'm gonna say about it is that I, I highly advise everyone if you can go into the movie as blind as possible as far as like that shit goes, because I truly had no idea. Like I knew like you can kind of infer some stuff just based on the title. Like I had like yeah. an idea of where it was going. Um, but I swear nothing can prepare you for like how wacky that shit gets. And it's mm. delightful. And um I, I I'm so glad I went into it cold because it was 
it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, so I know I just said that it's hard to stay unspoiled in this day and age, but if you like wacky indie shenanigans, go into Dial of Destiny Cold, and you will uh, hopefully be as delighted as I was to see some of that stupid shit on display because it is just it's it's nice, <laughs> it's fun. Um, I, I I was giggling. Can I say something problematic? Yeah, go off. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie like you have, Adam. So I don't know how the uh, relationship is portrayed. But I personally think that Phoebe Waller-Bridge should have been his girlfriend and not his goddaughter. <laughs> um, <Right>? Cancel me. <laughs> um, uh, Cancel uh, me. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, all I'll say is... Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Um, no. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I just um, think I, that I think that Goddaughter is a funny, like, yeah. like he can't have a daughter because he already established that he had a son. Um, who he doesn't like. Yeah, who he fucking hates and wants like dead, and <laughs> then he. <laughs> It's not. It's never established that he has like siblings, so she can't be his niece. Right. Goddaughter. Yeah. So she's his goddaughter, and yeah. it can't be like <laughs> my friend's my friend's daughter because then it's like. Yeah. I don't know. They they need to make her like somewhat related somehow. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're I just, like, uh... smirking because you're like I've seen this movie and you haven't. <laughs> I'm just well, talking the... out of my ass. <laughs> The character is a lot of fun. I mean, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and she's um, uh, I I really liked her uh role in this movie. Um, not quite the character I expected it to be, uh, and I'll leave it at that. But I like I really liked her role and her dynamic with him, um, like a lot. And uh, also, the, there's a kid in the midst too. I I don't know the kid's name. I don't know the actor, and I can't remember the character's name. I think but, I saw him at the premiere, and I was like, why is there a kid here? He's in the he's in the trailers a few times, but um he's delightful in the movie. He's really fun. Uh very short round vibes to him. I, I really liked him. Um mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, no, I really I liked their dynamic and I think um I am always for Indy having a girlfriend no matter what, but there is a good reason for not having one in this movie, is all I'll say. And it's uh it works. You want to know context. why? Why? Because he breaks the fourth wall and looks at me and says, "They weren't you, honey." Like he does to Marion in this movie. It's a great line. That's why he doesn't have a girlfriend anymore. Yeah, that literally. Okay, yeah, that's like the one thing that I'm like, like that's like the point in the movie where I'm like, we are so back, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Because he doesn't uh, show his charm like until until that, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Hey, is Indiana Jones the new Riz King? Hundred <laughs> percent. Indiana Jones and the Riz King, or the in the, in the Kingdom of the Bristol Skull. Um, <laughs> Indiana Jones rizzed up Marion Ravenwood. <laughs> I um this entire movie, but except when they get to the uh, kingdom, it's uh, Baby Gronk. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. This is LSU. It's just LSU. Like, yeah. 
the kingdom of the crystal skull in question is lsu yeah um i <laughs> this episode is gonna be like it's gonna be like the most quickly aged episode within the next like week uh, between up. me predicting what's gonna happen in the fifth indiana jones movie and <laughs> references to baby gronk like I, this um, episode is gonna age so poorly within the next like week and a half i uh i i said that like the day like the the Libby dune uh, uh baby gronk just started happening online i i told i got into the car with victoria and i was like um and i just like point blank asked her i'm like do you think that um baby gronk like rizzed up Libby dune or do you think she's like a snake and she's trying to like you know to get back at the drip king and she like looked at me and she like yelled at me. She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I'm like, she got so <laughs> mad about it. She was like screaming at me. She's like, "What are you saying?" And I just kept repeating it. Like I didn't give her any context. I just said, "Do you think she's wrong?" And she got so mad. I loved it. Um, which I I do think if Indy could obtain unlimited Riz he would mm-hmm. he would outrun all the boulders if he was able to achieve yeah. that. so um so um but I, I i'm willing to do his millennial awards early this year and i'm willing to um <laughs> award uh the the award for uh rizziest uh uh riz king ever to mm-hmm. uh, that of um uh, to that of uh, what do you call it, Indiana Jones? He is the he is the Riz King of the year and and of our lifetime. I feel like. Yeah, we should really add a Riz King category to um, Zonial <laughs> Canon awards to Counter- the People's Choice Awards. Counterpoint. Maybe we shouldn't, but I feel like just tonight we can <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford is the Riz King of the Z Canons. He is this year. He. Uh, for that line alone of uh they weren't you honey like that's uh, yeah. yeah that's pure riz um all right is that it i um i mean i have like so many notes but like it's literally so not necessary i mean go off just be around it just like mutt williams like i just wrote so many different things about him that just it doesn't matter it really doesn't <laughs> matter <laughs> all right I mean, if you're sure i'm him giving you the swinging with the monkeys him doing so knife crazy. tricks like literally the goofiest fucking character ever um yeah and i read something about i think um i read something about george lucas and mott williams like he was like he was like George Lucas's idea or something. I don't know. Um, he feels very plucked out of American graffiti, so it kind of makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, a screenwriter wanted him to be a nerd, but George Lucas refused. <laughs> he said that he has to resemble Marlon Brando in the Wild One. He needs to be what Indiana Jones's father thought of him. The curse returns in the form of his own son. He's everything oh, wait. can't stand. Wait, I kind of like that. I do. Okay, the 
the there is like one really good gag in this movie that I love is that earlier when um they're like walking together through the city and he's like saying like he, Mud's like telling him about how much he loves motorcycles and how he's gonna drop out of college and he's like do you think that's stupid yeah and he's like he's like I don't care he's like if you if you love it who's who am I to tell you that you shouldn't yeah. do it and then yeah. he finds out that he's his son he's like well you're gonna stay in school and you're gonna yeah. stop with the motorcycles like, it's a great it's really funny it's really yeah. good yeah and Spielberg. Shia LaBeouf was Spielberg's first choice based off of the movie Holes. He loved him in Holes, and that's why he cast him as Mount Williams. Not Transformers. It all comes back to Z Cannon. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think Spielberg ever saw Transformers. Actually, no, this is, this film, I mean, he's the producer of Transformers. Um, he, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, I think this filmed before Transformers came out, actually, so never mind. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this was very, uh, I mean, 2007, 2009, Shia was like, yeah. he, he was pretty far up there as far as like celebrities go. I, I had a, I had a picture of him as Mount Williams hanging up in my locker in sixth grade. That's so crazy. That's, that's <laughs> very Kira. Um, and I had another one in my, like in my bedroom too. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, I... <laughs> Uh, mm, um, <laughs> no, I don't mean I, I mean Mutt. I'm not talking about Shia. I'm like, yeah. Mutt has like, always yeah. been cool to quote Twin Peaks. Okay. So, also, Michael Sarah like plays like. I was just about to Mutt say. Williams. I'm like uh, <laughs> Michael Sarah is literally Mutt Williams. Uh, the Return. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's uh. This movie is silly. This what a silly little movie. It really is. I am. Um, so I'm glad it's getting a little bit reclaimed, uh, even though I can't fully endorse everything people are saying. Saying it's a one of the, it's the second best indie movie. I don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, uh, I'm seeing a lot of takes about uh, it's uh, it's the true finale, which uh, again I, I don't know about that one, Chief. But uh, there's a lot of uh, I don't know about that one, Chiefs that I'm seeing on Twitter. But again. I'm just happy people are, are happy. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, to quote mm-hmm. that amazing meme, uh, shh, let people enjoy things. And I'm trying to uh, trying to be very hive mind and uh, just uh, kneel and let people uh, enjoy things, even if I have things to say yeah. about that. Thing. Uh, but no, it's fine. It's it's great. Uh, I. Yeah, it's it's a weird movie that I have a lot of issues with, but I also grew up with it. So, and if that doesn't sum up the pod in one go, uh, I don't know what does. You're so right. I don't even know like <laughs> how to add to that because that's yeah. just so right. <laughs> it's just, I mean, this this is what the pod's for. It's movies where we have these kind of complicated feelings. Yeah. 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 Uh, well. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 Crystal Skull. That's all I can say about it. Yep, that's what it is. Not good or bad. I really do be a skull that's crystal. Wait, so Roger Ebert gave this three and a half stars out of four. Um, he said it's the same old, same old, but that's what I want it to be. Exactly. Exactly. He always has the last word. He always 
just sums up everything that we say. I think that we're as good of critics as Roger Ebert. <laughs> yeah. Because we I, just talked for an hour and a half, and he just summed it up with one sentence. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we love we love Ebert. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, movies. Uh, so we won't... Yeah be back next week uh we'll be back we're taking a little week hiatus uh because uh yeah. it is one uh kira coffer's uh birthday and that's true um she's uh she's going to rightfully celebrate her birthday instead of recording like kangaroo jack or some bullshit um <laughs> as she should uh so we'll be I back in boys the sparks brothers yeah so if you um if you can wish Kira a happy birthday um, this time next week or if whenever you can't, it's okay. I will. Can't. I yeah. will forgive you. Just stop listening to the podcast because I don't want you in the audience. Well, I was going to say just shout it at your phone right now as you're listening, and she can probably hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, the following week, the week of July seventh, I believe. Um, and uh, for an undisclosed movie, and we're not even being secretive, we don't know what it is. Uh, so, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, my other podcast, Aggressively Okay, which we will have an Indiana Jones pod on, uh, at uh, yeah, soon. Uh, I think I don't know what I don't know if the embargo's up or not. Yeah, it is, because it pretty can. What am I saying? Yeah, so it'll be up soon. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Don't look for me anywhere else. You can't find me. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at the Zillennial Canon. Give us some ratings, some reviews. And uh, Stan... Stan Chet Hanks as student in library for clear skin. <laughs> Bye guys. I, I just like looked at my screen and that was that was the first thing that I saw. Hit that whip and Nene. Bye.